The power was turned off as the White Sox failed to hit a home run and were not able to execute with runners in scoring position. A tale as old as time. Dylan Cease did his job, but Tim Anderson could not field a routine ground ball and Sox hitters provided very little offensive support. White Sox won this series, but a sweep of the Cleveland Guardians is what they needed. Sox will play host to the Kansas City Royals for a three-game series starting on Friday with Michael Kopech on the mound. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked On White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash Locked On MLB. And when you enter code uh, Locked On MLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler uh, with every order. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark. In beautiful Bridgeport, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our Chicago White Sox take on the Kansas City Royals on Friday. Michael Kopech is on the hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Not good. Not happy about that. Won the series, wanted the sweep. Um, felt like it could have been done, too. Uh, Sox are now 16-29. and 29. Uh, Again, they won a, a series after uh, losing a couple series in a row, but with no Naylor, no Ramirez. Uh, wanted that first sweep uh, of the season. Sox fall to the Guardians 3-1 on Thursday afternoon. Uh, horrible execution not just disappointing not just poor horrible execution with bases loaded with nobody out uh, early in the game uh how does that happen time and time uh with our chicago white Sox, bases loaded nobody out just bases loaded under two outs it is a problem uh, for this white Sox team to execute and i had a feeling i had a feeling there was going to be probably a power outage okay you're not going to live on the home run I have another game with three home runs. I just didn't think it was going to happen. So maybe some of those hot bats, though, uh, could manufacture some runs. Uh, they missed they missed their opportunities. And you got Tim Anderson with such a knucklehead botched play uh, late in the game. I mean, trying to do way too much, way too soon. Uh, we'll talk about it uh, later, uh, some of the details later in this episode, but speaking to Tim Anderson, um, you know, a lot of buzz on social media lately, uh, you know, is he maybe the flavor of the week in terms of potential trade bait? Uh, if things, you know, are not looking good, uh, come July, come all-star break, uh, trade deadline, I believe, uh, August 1st, uh, is he someone, you know, that could be gone off of this team? You know, he has voiced up uh, over the years. Hey, I want to be in a White Sox uniform the rest of my career. Uh, I like it here. 
And uh, I don't know. I don't know if the sacks are going to pay him. I don't know what he's worth right now. You know, lately it felt like it's been Lucas Giolito talking about him maybe being dealt at the deadline. And there's other guys uh, with the way Joe Kelly's been pitching. You know, he could be somebody if the sacks are going that direction. Um, and now I think we're kind of on Tim Anderson. A poor defense uh, doesn't want to be here. Again, I don't, I don't buy into, into all of that uh, that was caught on uh, – a video in the Astros series uh, last weekend. Uh, look, you know, Tim Anderson is, uh, he's never going to win a gold glove. I mean, but that's not a surprise. Uh, you know, I think he's got uh, still a lot of value with his bat at the top of the lineup. Uh, he's got a track record there, uh, but he does not seem like the same Tim Anderson. I don't know if you felt that uh, lately, you know, sprained knee, has limited his games this year. Uh, however, since coming back, he's played in 14 of 15 games. Anderson has seen his average drop from 298 uh, to 264 uh, with zero home runs. Uh, does Pedro Grafol drop him in the lineup eventually? Uh, would Tim Anderson shift to second base? Uh, I think Tim Anderson drops in the lineup uh, before moving uh, to second base. However, I really don't think Pedro's going to ever drop Tim Anderson. I, I just don't feel it. Uh, Tim Anderson uh, is, again, he's got a resume. Uh, he's, you know, he's got a reputation to be up there at the top of the lineup. And after listening to what Grafol said about Luis Robert, when Robert was struggling, now he did move Robert around. I just, I don't know if he's going to drop Anderson out of that, out of that one spot. Uh, we will see, but you know, maybe a potential trading partner uh, could see some value in putting Tim Anderson at second, uh, like he did in the world baseball classic. So uh tough play though, uh, just a horrible situation late in the game. Critical needed to have that play. No, no excuses there. Uh, I, I did not want to see, a getaway day lineup on Thursday, but I felt like that's what we got. Uh, Sheets did not play. Uh, one of the hottest hitters we've got. Uh, Marisnik was in right field. Mancata was not in the starting lineup. Good to see Yasmani Grandal uh, back in the lineup as a designated hitter after that uh, leg issue scare in the previous game. Uh, so after two games with a combined uh, 15 runs, 31 hits, and two victories, why not just keep the same lineup when you had the positive results? I'm guessing because there was a lefty on the mound. J, uh, LT uh, Allen was the lefty on the mound for Cleveland. Uh, he went five and two-thirds of an inning, seven hits, one earned run, one walk, five strikeouts. Uh, he had some deception with that 92, 93-mile-per-hour fastball. Uh, Grafol and some of the players were talking about it after the game, the way he was hiding that pitch. It kind of jumped up on them. Still no excuses there. I remember when the Sox, uh, Sox hitters used to just absolutely smash left-handed pitching. It was like we couldn't wait for a lefty to be on the mound. Those days are long gone, it feels like. Uh, a loss is a loss, uh, Sox manager Pedro Grafol said after the game. Uh, but this loss right here, we had opportunities to do some things here. Uh, we had won the previous two games. We had an opportunity to win this third one. And that second inning was a nice opportunity to put a crooked number up there and get ahead early with our opening day starter on the mound. Uh, we didn't capitalize in that second inning and just kept the game 0-0. And at that time, anything can happen. Uh, Guardian starter Logan Allen threw the ball really well. 
I thought we got more comfortable as the game went on against him. We had a chance to just bring that momentum, keep that momentum over to our side, and we didn't do it early. Uh, We chased a little bit, but at the same time, I don't know if you can say uh, we chased because he was around the zone the whole time, and a lot of those were strike to balls, and those were good pitches. But again, bases loaded, nobody out. Uh, we score a couple there. We bring the momentum our side, and with Cease in the mound, we're feeling pretty good. I mean, simple translation. It, it's simple. You have to score with the bases loaded, nobody out. Uh, you have to be a complete team, a balanced offense. Loved seeing the home runs the first two game of the series. Uh, again, the, the whole uh, saying, ball goes far, team goes far, guaranteed rate field, Uh, should be an easy park uh, for our White Sox uh, to beef up the home run numbers. Uh, It just, you know, for for some reasons, it just doesn't happen. Still waiting on Ben Attendee to hit uh, his first home run. This Sox team, any team, you just can't live on the home run, right? So uh, as we've seen as Sox fans over the years, when they score a lot of runs, it's usually one game. I was kind of surprised they went back to back had uh, double-digit hits in, in the first two games of the series, uh, six home runs combined, three each game. It's like, wow, usually they explode one night offensively and then they're quiet. Well, they exploded two straight games and then the third uh, just went absolutely quiet. And, you know, that's where you have to be, you know, a team that says, okay, we don't ha- we don't have the home run ball. You know, we've got a different lineup. There's a lefty on the mound. Uh, Grafol's going with the handedness stuff. Uh, So we've got to manufacture. We've somehow have got to get the job done. uh, And that was just so frustrating. If the Sox are going to climb out of this hole and it's a, and it's a bad hole, it's a deep hole, but this is the time to do it. You know, with this uh, AL central stretch, they've got to be a complete balanced team. And now the bullpen has come around. Uh, They're throwing the ball. Well, well, we've got crochet back. He pitched uh, on Thursday uh, Dylan Cease has put together a couple good starts. Lance Lynn had a good one. Clevenger, not too bad uh, in game two. We'll see what Kopech can give us. Uh, but this offense has got to be complete and balanced, not just living uh, by the home run. So when the home runs dry up, and they always will, you have to be able uh, to find other ways to score. Dylan Cease deserved better. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by So Rare. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards win or lose you still own your cards and there's no cost to play plus the more you win the more you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competitions and rewards head to so rare.com slash locked on that's spelled s-o-r-a-r-e.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. The White Sox play the Kansas City Royals on Friday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Uh, on Thursday, Sacks fell to Cleveland 3-1. to one. Uh, We'll go to the second inning here. This is really 
I, I think this could have been the game. Uh, I don't know. Bottom of second. Uh, Jake Berger led off with a single between third and shortstop. Berger does not get cheated uh, when he swings the bat. Uh, Yasmani Grandal with a two-strike base hit to left field. Uh, again, nice to have him right back in that lineup as he's hovering around uh, 300. Yasmani Grandal is hovering around 300. Uh, ben Attendee attempted a bunt uh, and almost got a face full of baseball. Why bunt? I, I don't understand that. Uh, especially early in the game. It's like, hey, we, we just put up 15 runs, 31 hits in the last two games. Why are you going to bunt? Um, I don't know. Ben Attendee walked on four straight pitches. Uh, bases loaded, nobody out. Hanser Alberto, the Cactus League King, uh, lengthy at bat, falling off a lot of breaking balls and an infield pop-out. Uh, Sebi Zavala struck out. And Marisnik getting the start in right field, struck out looking. And there you go. Sox are 23rd in all of baseball with the bases loaded. Cleveland, 28th. Okay, I can't believe there are seven other teams worse than the White Sox uh, with the bases loaded. Uh, so after a day that saw the Sox generate a lot of production from the bottom of the order, Sox six through nine hitters. Uh, we're three for 14 on Thursday with five strikeouts. Zavala had three Ks, uh, but he did have the lone RBI. We'll go bottom of fourth. Uh, ben Attendi uh, with a one-out double. Again, he can do that. I, I still don't understand why he was bunting in that situation with two guys on. Anyway, uh, he, he let off with a double in the fourth. Hanser sacrifices Ben Attendi to third, but maybe he was trying for a base hit. Uh, Jason Benetti was talking about how odd of a choice that was for Hanser Alberto to bunt because he was in the lineup based on what he does against left-handed pitchers. Uh, Zavala flipped a two-out base hit over the second baseman's glove to make it a one-nothing game. Uh, fifth inning, two outs, nobody on, uh, and Cease threw a belt-high fastball to Arias. And he smashed it for a home run. Maybe a mental lapse uh, by Cease there. Uh, Cleveland tied it up at one. A top of seven. This is where it got really dicey. Uh, Cease was still in the game uh, with 77 pitches on his arm, which that is that in itself is, is really bizarre and rare. Uh, so up to this point, Cease had only issued three hits, uh, one earned run. It was that home run. Uh, a walk and three strikeouts, only three. Maybe that kept him in the game longer. Uh, he was able to limit his pitch count, and I think that's that's the thing for Cease. Love to see the strikeouts, uh, but uh, you know when he since he is such a strikeout hitter, and the amount of times that he'll have a lengthy at bat because uh, hitters are falling off that slider, that breaking pitch, and he's going three two uh, over and over. Those pitches, man, they pile up. Uh, so not as many strikeouts, but he could go deeper into a game. Uh, we'll see what happens in that uh, next start of his. Uh, so a one-out hit by Brennan, uh, then a double by Arias. Uh, again, he was the guy that hit the solo home run earlier in the fifth, so second and third with only one out. Uh, Cease now with 89 pitches on the arm. Grafol made a visit and decided to leave Cease in the game. Uh, a knuckle curve to Rocchio. Uh, to start him off, then another knuckle curve, and it was a chopper to T.A. He was playing in, infield in. He bobbles it and it, let it get it past him. Looked like he was trying to throw home before he had the ball, but absolutely no excuses there. Tim Anderson has to make that play. Cleveland scored. 
two to one. Uh, Cease's day is now done. Uh, Santos uh, came in the game after a long at bat. Gallagher took a two, two slider that did nothing and ripped it into left field. Another Cleveland run scored three, one guardians. Uh, that was essentially it. Bottom of the seven sheets did not start the game. He came in to pinch it, uh, but no home run magic. Sox went quietly in the seventh. Uh, bottom of nine. Uh, Sox had the tying run at the plate, but nothing came of it. A uh, lot of opportunities. Uh, again, that second inning, just mind-numbing. Uh, so aggravating. Uh, Dylan Cease's final line, six and a third, five hits, three earned runs. Uh, one walk, three strikeouts, uh, one home run. His ERA now 4.78. He threw 91 pitches in the game on Thursday. Uh, we're definitely on the right track. I was doing a good job of pouring in strikes, C said. I didn't necessarily have my sharpest stuff, but uh, pounding the zone, definitely more room to go, uh, but definitely much better than my previous couple. Anytime you get the loss, it's disappointing. I thought he looked pretty good, actually. Uh, but again, Cleveland's offense, bottom of the barrel in all of baseball, especially with no nailer and Ramirez. So I, you didn't really have to do much. That's why I was wondering uh, that home run that Cease gave up, you know, if that was just a mental lapse. Two outs, nobody on. He just grooved in uh, a fastball, you know. But again, I thought it was a pretty solid outing from Cease. Uh, from the bullpen, you had Santos Bummer and Garrett Crochet uh, made an appearance. Clean inning for Crochet. Saw him hit 97 miles per hour. It's good to have that power lefty arm out of the bullpen. Uh, Sox offense, just one run, eight hits, uh, home run, power outage. Sox were one for seven with runners in scoring position. Again, Sox had the bases loaded with nobody out, uh, could not score. Uh, you just can't live by the home run. You got to have a balanced offensive team. And I mean, when you look at that lineup, you know, it, it was a tough lineup. I, again, I don't know what's going to happen here. We talked about it in the previous episode. I'm still trying to process all the musical chairs that are going to have to go on uh, when Aloy Jimenez does come back. Um, you know, how are you going to be able to get Sheets and Berger and Jimenez? Uh, all their at-bats. You know, Jimenez talked about uh, just getting into a groove last season when he was dealing with uh, health issues, and they were resting him. There was, like, workload management going on. Maybe you remember this. It's something the Sox like to do quite often. And he would play, and then he would rest a little bit the legs, and then play a couple games, then rest. And he talked about, look, I, I just I could not get into a groove offensively. Uh, and when he switched to primarily a designated hitter, uh, last year, I mean, he was at, he was a monster offensively. He was playing consistent, and, and he would get into a flow. So, you know, I, I, is somebody going to suffer is what I'm wondering by having to platoon and sit guys. And, and then you still have Oscar Colas sitting there in AAA, you know, and he seems to be ready to go. I, again, Sox have got some things they need to figure out here, uh, but that is the year 2023. Uh, Tim Anderson with that costly error in the seventh. Uh, this is what Grafol said. Uh, he was in good position. <laughs> he, he was. He was literally standing right there, infield in, uh, feet shoulder width apart, ready to go. I mean, he looked like a little league player, you know, taking ground balls, taking fun, fungo ground balls, just waiting for that ball to get to his glove. Uh, he moved his feet. Just one of those plays, Grafol said. I'm sure he'll make it nine out of 10 times, but Thursday 
he didn't. That does not make me or any White Sox fan uh, feel good. Uh, not at all. Uh, the last time the White Sox saw the Royals, uh, it did not go well. Hopefully a change of scenery will do the trick. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Uh, look, these pants and shorts from Bird Dogs, unbelievably comfortable, versatile, uh, and they just fit right. They move with you. Uh, they give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts on the golf course, uh, spend some time with friends, uh, catch a Sox game, cut the grass, other, other errands around the house, go for a run or walk, uh, and then hang out with the family at a barbecue. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to wear these. I've got a first communion party I've got to go to down in the suburbs. I'm going to wear them there, probably come home, do some errands around the house. I mean, they are extremely comfortable. Love the stretchy fabric, and they are far more comfortable than any other shorts I own. Perfect fit and an absolute must-have. Uh, for the summer. I think things are uh, really starting to turn the corner here uh, in Chicago, especially. Uh, hopefully we don't go back down to the 50s. So go to birddogs.com slash MLB. And when you enter promo code LOCKEDONMLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler uh, with every order. White Sox and Kansas City Royals on Friday for a three-game series. It's going to go Kopech, Giolito, uh, Lynn. Uh, Kopech, oh boy, man, uh, not what I thought at all uh, we were going to get from him so far in 2023. I don't think he knows what's going on here. He is a one in four with an ERA of 5.74 and 41 strikeouts in eight appearances uh, this season. Now, Kopech's last start uh, was seven days ago against the Astros. And not a bad line, uh, but you'll notice uh, you'll notice some things that just jump off here. Four and two thirds. Uh, that's so that's pretty weak. Uh, one hit, two earned runs, six walks, uh, five strikeouts. Uh, he has been having some massive control issues. Ball seems to be flying out of the zone. He is uh, one of those guys that you will say. And if and if some other you know uh, fan of a different team gets eyes on Michael Kopech. They'll see, wow, he's got the stuff. Lively arm, a lot of pop. He just looks uh, like a starting pitcher. Um, but, you know, I just feel like there's something between the ears. Uh, he'll lose control. He'll lose focus, and things will just, you know, unravel. Um, again, you can't – we can't have starters go less than five right now. You just can't. I know the bullpen's looking better, but, Kopech, this was supposed to be your year. This was supposed to be the year to know what we've got from you uh, – so far, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed. So I, I'm hoping he starts turning a corner here. Good time to start on Friday uh, against the Royals. Hopefully the weather clears up and they get that game in on the south side. Uh, good stuff here with uh, Liam Hendricks. Uh, Sacks to evaluate uh, Liam Hendricks uh, on Friday. Closer Liam Hendricks will throw either a live batting practice or a bullpen session Friday. And the Sox will evaluate the next steps afterward. Uh, we'll sit down and talk to him and see where we're at, Grafol said before Thursday's game. He's on schedule. Uh, we've just got to really communicate well. Uh, he's a really good self-evaluator. Uh, he'll be telling us what he feels. Uh, he's close, so now we've got to really do a good job of just evaluating him, uh, how close he really is to being Liam Hendricks. 
not how close he is just to pitch here in the big leagues. Uh, so a lot of people determining how close. Uh, some of it will be on uh, Pedro Grafol and the coaching staff. It feels like a lot of it will be on uh, Liam Hendricks to know how close he feels. Uh, so, hey, no matter what happens, it's going to be exciting to get Liam Hendricks back on this team. Uh, a real boost to the clubhouse. Fans are going to go crazy. Uh, I, I hope his first appearance is at home. I, I don't know if that's going to be a, a, a chance because after this Royals series, uh, they go on the road. But, man, would that be electric. Uh, so I'm looking for a sweep, of course, against the Royals. They have to. Um, they have to after what the Royals did to the White Sox in Kansas City. Uh, Sox, we need quality starting pitching. I'm, I'm feeling much better about the bullpen, uh, and I'm just looking for a better – you know, offensive execution. Yeah, we want the home runs, but, you know, what are you going to do when you get those guys in running runners in scoring position? How can you get those guys over and in? We need it because uh, the Sox have a day off on Monday, and then there's three in Cleveland, file, followed by four in Detroit. But look, still, I'm going with this one game at a time, but the problem is the Sox just need to start stringing together several wins uh, day after day after day, game after game after game. Uh, hopefully you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, you get out there on Saturday, get that uh, White Sox 83 tr uh, track jacket. That, look, that looks uh, really nice. I appreciate you making uh, time for the White Sox, uh, Locked On White Sox podcast. Uh, we are on Twitter at Locked On Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore uh, GGTB. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and get any questions or comments you have in at LockedOnSox at gmail.com. Uh, White Sox take on the Royals on Friday on the South Side. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Hey, everydayers, on the next episode, I will recap the weekend that was for our White Sox against the Royals. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morawski. Until next time, go Sox.